0: Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Come and Dine. In this week's message, Pastor DeMichael encourages us with the reminder that Jesus has extended the invitation to come unto Him, not only for salvation, but with our burdens, our worries, and our cares. When we leave the cares of this world at the foot of the cross and choose rather to dine in the riches of His grace and mercy, we are happier, more fulfilled, and more useful to others and to God. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. I
1: also see something else here. Uh, Take your Bibles and go to... Go to Matthew chapter 22. We're looking at some of these Middle East customs in relationship to all of this. Matthew chapter 22, speaking of wedding invitations, a gal relates that her mother had volunteered to help her with her wedding invitations while she was visiting her. Uh, they went two long nights addressing envelopes and adding a little handwritten note to each invitation. Please stay for dinner following the ceremony. When she got back home, she realized she hadn't sent an invitation to her parents. So before putting it in the mail, she personalized it with a note at the bottom. Please pay for dinner following the ceremony. (laughs) There's that too, isn't there? Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22 And I want to talk for a couple minutes about exclusion to a feast, exclusion from a feast. Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 11. And the king came in to see the guests. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Now, you know, we might, we might think, well, gosh, you know, what, what's that all about? I mean, you've got to have a wedding garment. Well, we do consider certain attire appropriate for certain occasions and certain attire inappropriate for certain occasions, amen? I mean, I, now I know things have changed in our country, and to be honest with you, I've seen that change almost over a, about a four-decade period where uh, it was almost, I, 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 when I started in the ministry, people would never come to a wedding or a funeral in anything less than almost formal attire. Their are best. Now people sometimes come, look like they're going to the beach. But but by and large, by and large, we still hold to this. And uh, he says in verse 12, And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called but a few a few are chosen now these ancient banquets were usually held at night in rooms that were brilliantly lit and anybody who was excluded from the feast was said to be cast out of the lighted room into outer darkness of the night and if you recall, we studied one time when we studied the architecture of the homes in this period of time. And, and one of the features of these homes was, of course, they did not have electricity. And so in order to keep the home lit into the evening once the sun went down, was, was to light what we would commonly call a candle, but really it was, it was more of a lampstand that, that held a little bowl of oil with a wick. Now, this oil was very expensive. And so when night fell, the homes that were, were were less wealthy, their homes would be dark. When it was dark out, it was just dark. They had no way of keeping it going. I mean, it would be our equivalent of being unable to pay the electric bill, if you will. But people that were wealthy were able to light up maybe not just one room in the house, but a couple of rooms in the house. And and that was a sign that that they were wealthy. And so to be cast out into outer darkness was considered a a terrible thing. And Jesus likens this, of course, to the day of judgment. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 8, the children of the kingdom shall be cast out. Out into outer darkness. Bind them hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. Matthew 25. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and and gnashing of teeth. So this expression takes on takes on a new meaning. And when Jesus likened it likened it to to this this time of judgment, they understood what this meant. To to go to a feast and not be welcome and be put out in the dark, and then to see see that house lit up with people inside was a picture of what's going to happen to those that are lost when they're excluded at the judgment. And and may I say to you this morning that God is a patient God, as we've already talked about. And he is a long-suffering God, but, but at some point your life will end. Nobody knows when. I don't profess to know that. And, and the reality of it is you don't know when it'll end. You might be young today, and you may assume, well, that's way out in the future, but do you realize this morning that people younger than you have died? Some have died very suddenly. We don't know. We don't know the day, and we don't know the hour. And so while God is a patient God... And he tells his servants to be patient and persistent in inviting others to come and dine at Jesus' table. He says to you, to to you that are invited, he says, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. And why is that? Why is that? Because today's the only day you really have. You don't have yesterday. Yesterday's gone, isn't it? Not a thing you can do about it. But in reality, you don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. You can have the assumption of tomorrow, but you don't have the guarantee. So, what do you have? You have today. You have today. Not only do we not know how long we'll live and whether we'll have another tomorrow to trust Christ, you don't know, you don't know what will distract you between today and tomorrow. Sometimes people put it off, and I'll tell you what, you've heard the expression, it's almost become trite, it's almost become cliche. The road to hell is paved with many what? Good intentions. And one of those good intentions is, I'll get saved tomorrow. And when the Spirit of God speaks to your heart, and you come under conviction of your sin, and and you have the understanding, yes, I, I know I need to settle this, I need to trust Christ All the devil wants you to do is just say manana. Just that one word. And you know what? He knows something that you don't know. Is that he is going to do a masterful job of distracting you between today and tomorrow. And so if he could just buy some time. And then, okay, let's say you get to tomorrow. And the thought does cross your mind again. And you think, you know, I said yesterday that I'd get saved today but he does the same thing. He does the same thing. And for whatever reason, you say, well, I'll put it off till the next day. And, and what happens? We get distracted. Life goes on. Something else takes the place of that thought. That thought is lost. But there's also something else that goes on. The book of Hebrews tells us that as we get older and, and we get more complacent in our sin, our hearts get hardened We get get deaf to the voice of God concerning our need. We get deaf to the voice of God concerning our Savior Jesus Christ. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. When you get the invitation, when the servant comes and compels you to come in, come in because the door is open. You don't know. You don't know if that opportunity will ever come again. You don't even know if there is a tomorrow for you. And that's why the Bible says now is the time. Today is the accepted day of salvation. I want to talk to you for a couple minutes about about posture uh, at at a feast. Um, Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. And uh, this is another custom that may explain something in the Bible that uh, maybe you never, never understood before, but we're going to go to John 13 and realize that on ordinary occasions, the people of the Bible mostly sat or squatted on the floor around a very low table at mealtime with, with legs that were not more than a foot tall. And, uh, but in a, in a king's circle or a time of special ceremony, seats were sometimes uh, provided, and uh, the prophet Amos is the first, first writer of the Bible to refer to the custom of stretching themselves upon their couches, Amos chapter 6, verse 4, when eating. And uh, by the time of Christ, the Roman custom of reclining on couches at supper had been adopted by some of the Jews. And the Roman table and couches combined was called a, tri, a, tri, a triclinium. And what it meant was that there were three of these short tables set in a horseshoe manner, And the one side was left open so the servant could come in and and serve on those little tables in, in the horseshoe section. And then all of the guests would recline on the outside of that. Not on the inside, but along the outside.
0: We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Come and Dine, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed how Jesus has sent out that all-important invitation to come to Him. Christ died for our sins, and in doing so, He offered everyone an invitation of free life and an invitation for a fuller life when we place our faith and our trust in Him. This world is full of disappointments, stresses, and failures, but thanks be to God that we can come and dine at His table whenever our souls are weary and we will find rest for our souls life is indeed a gift from god and the bible tells us that our lives will be more effective and more pleasurable if we choose to lay aside the trust we have placed in this old world and place it in the great hands of jesus christ where there are pleasures forevermore and as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast if you would like to order a copy of today's message cds are available for a suggested contribution of five dollars each Our address is Treasures of Truth Care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church 1300 South Terry Avenue Meridian, Idaho 83642 Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545 Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15am for Sunday School at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.